Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Girl, you get that menu under control. <laughs> you better get that menu under control. Because right now, girl, it's... This is the time. This is yeah. the time, Jabes. Yep. This is that time of year. Oh, All the gosh. fam's coming in. Whew. Thanksgiving. It's right cheer. This is right my cheer. This is my Super Bowl. It really is. It's your you Super know, Bowl This is cooking. my time. Yeah, I'm going to wait to the last minute. I'm going to not shop in time. I'm going to... I'm going to do all these. Why I'm going to make a little bit because I why? like the pressure. It's so late. No, and I'm, then you go into the store and all of the shit is gone. I'm not going to do that, all man. Right. Look, we're it's Sunday. We're recording about an hour before this drops. Sure. We're, we're going hardcore. And that's the way I like to do things. You know, and I like a little bit of pressure. Oh, God. You have, you have until Tuesday, probably at right before three o'clock to, to get your Thanksgiving. Or it's that's it. Me? Totally. I got to buy the beer. Right. So, you know, it's a one-stop shop. I roll into Wilmington Brewing Company. Sure. Boom, I'm done for... My shopping's done for the holidays. Yeah. And you're going to be talking <laughs> shit to me yeah. about when I'm supposed to shop? Oh, girl. You know I am. You know this is right. You better get that menu. I wonder collectively how fat the nation gets this week. Oh, my gosh. Because like, let's face it. I Like, before we came on air, I was just like a... I, I can throw a couple beers back. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving week. Who gives a shit? It's not like you're going to... It's just... I know. I was going to go for a run, and then I'm like, really, what's the point? That's the problem around the holidays, is that it ends up being, what's the point? Yeah. Where it's like, yes, you can run. We have until Thursday, right? Yeah. Why are we giving up now? Yeah, why are I'll you? I'll tell you why, because what's the point? <laughs> Because you're going to get so fat, uh, right? And then around Christmas, it's like all the sweets, all the parties, whatever. You just go, yeah. you take what's the point attitude from Thanksgiving all the way to All December. the way through, through Christmas, yeah. yeah. That, that just goes right on through Christmas. <sighs> because it's not like you don't have time to work out or no. time to eat healthy. But what's the fucking point? Exactly. You're just going to gain. And I promise you, every single pound you lose. You will just gain it back in one day, right? <laughs> Look, Thursday, I plan on sitting down, stretching out probably around ooh, 10, 10 a.m. Right, I wanna, right. I want to dig into some taco dip at 10 a.m. Like I'm, I, yeah. Coffee and taco dip. If you know what I mean? 100%. Because like, I, look, we get up with the kids, obviously. You know, probably around, what, seven, mm-hmm. eight-ish, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Have a cup of, cup of coffee. 
Cup of cup of coffee. <laughs> a couple, 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 couple cups. Now you were saying that because we do have a couple. We have more than a couple. But yeah. yeah. And then, boom, 10 a.m. I want that tray of taco dip in my lap. Sure. Yo, watch, you only. I want to watch some bullshit parade that, that people yes. are freezing their ass off that I don't care about. Yes. Just keep it on in the background. A little you know? Macy's Day. Yeah. Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Oh, look at that. There's Snoopy and a bunch of people lip syncing. Mm-hmm. That's all they do is lip syncing those I goddamn know. things. I know. It's weird. There was one little girl who busted her, her balls out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you even saying right she now? She <laughs> busted her ball sack out onto that, that stage. She unzipped. Yep. That ball sack fell clear smashed to the ground. wide open. Yep. Her ball sack was, was smashed yep. all over the ground at the Macy's Day Thanksgiving mm-hmm. parade. And she sure. sang her heart out. She really did. She, she put, was a warrior. And it was just like, oh, all right, cool. Meanwhile, the rest of these goobers. Yeah. These fucking turd stains are just... <sighs> Uh, and just mouthing it, Jennifer Lopez. Like, get off my fucking lawn! I don't want to hear your fake ass rendition of you know some Christmas carol that you don't really know the words to that you're just kind of muffling along through. Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez mm-hmm. at fifty five, still looking hot. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. Just come out and stand there and just have somebody wheel you by. Maybe you can throw a couple waves to the crowd. Don't fake a lip sync to me, J-Lo. Yeah, let's quit pretending that you can sing. At this stage, I think the jig is up, right? Uh, One would would hope. You are 55. Yeah. She could never sing, so who cares? That's what I'm saying. It's like the jig is up. But I don't want to see her on a fucking float lip syncing. I really don't. You know, If she's going to stand there with her shit out, great. Congratulations. That would give a lot more people hope over Thanksgiving than her songs. She's going to stand there with her shit you out. You know what I'm talking about. Little ass. Little ass for the people. You know? I do know what you're talking little about. La- little anyways, apple bottom ass for the people. Anyways, you're going to go taco dip on the lap. I am going to put on my maternity pants, which I still have. <laughs> you're welcome for this very occasion. I do it for Thanksgiving and Italian nights. <laughs> and that people is why you know you're attracted to me yeah yeah, right little nuggets like that (laughs) and also when i say nuggets right i love it Mm -hmm. love that sifting through my grates sure little nuggets that sift through my grates yeah i'm gonna put those maternity pants on (laughs) and we are going to Pig out. Yeah, because I'm full. What, what you can't see, because this is only an audio show today, since we're we're late in the afternoon here. Which is why we're getting so weird. Real weird today. Um, what you can't see is this. I have a mustache, a full-grown mustache. Yep. My hair's dyed blonde, like Steve Prefontaine, after losing that organ bet on the Drinking Bros Sports Show. Sure. So... As far as me giving up on life. Right. As far as us being attracted betcha. to each other. You betcha. That has gone out the window. I think I'm pulling it off and I look great. Um, and if you're in the Philadelphia area on December 8th, you can come see this whole giddy up. This whole giddy up right in front of your, your peepers sure. on December 8th at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia at the Army Navy game. I'll be there. Ooh, <laughs> that's a clean cut. What you're gonna say, right? And with that, we should get to the sponsors because we got a big show. Oh my gosh, we already? Have, we have a we have something that I really want to chat about. That uh, there's a guy who's doing what I said that that possibly I could do, and uh, I, I haven't really thought about him at all until this article popped up, and I was like, oh shit, fucking a, he's doing what I thought he. I, I've said this that everybody should do this. This is really. Vague. I've said everyone should do this if you're trying to get out of the fucking area. We'll get to right after the sponsors because, like, I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, I was like really vague and not sure what. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you'll understand right after I say it. Totally. I don't want to give it away. First and foremost, though, we're talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the one-time promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. It's time. It's time for you to join the Coffee Club of the Month program. Black Rifle Coffee is everywhere. Literally everywhere. They're the new tech, they're the sponsors of the Texas Motor Speedway. Dang. Like fucking the next like two or three years. Crazy. Like that's the biggest, one of the biggest speedways in the world. Um, by the way, I saw a violent accident with those Formula One cars today. Oh, I don't boy. know why that's still a sport, to be honest with you. 
And I love sports. That one I just don't, I don't <laughs> understand. It's where they, you know, people are standing in the streets and then they just turn the roads into racetracks where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, man, this is no, really no. close. Mm-mm. Nobody really knows if this is a real track. This fucking girl who's like supposed to be a superstar, like 17 years old, flew probably 30 feet in the air and crashed right into a wall. Um, not, none of that it was, was supposed to be there or anything like that. Broke her back. She, luckily, she's alive, but holy fucking shit. Jesus. Uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. That no, being said. thank you. Am that I being right? said, Black Rifle Coffee did NASCAR. NASCAR is pretty fucking safe. Well, yeah, I mean, there's at least a, a track with really high fences around it, right? Yeah, as NASCAR. As far as like cars it's, it's, flying it's, it's up rare. into the. It's rare for somebody to die in NASCAR. I mean, Dale, you know, yeah, Dale Earnhardt, but. That's how he wanted to go. Exactly. So, with, with, but with that, it's like, all right, cool. They're pretty safe and all their shit. But that Formula One shit, fuck off with that. Uh, but BlackRifleCoffee.com is serving up freedom with the hands of veterans. It's 100% veteran owned. They bag it up, ship it, rub it down. Oh, no. And deliver it straight to you. You get K-Cups, bags, their apparel second to none. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the one-time promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. It's going to get weird up in here today, Jabes. I can tell. Next up, we've got GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. This is the week. This is the week. And I know what you're saying. Why didn't you change it? Nothing. We, Dude, I host the sister show, Drinking Bros. We're keeping it in that theme. Don't build a fucking new webpage. It's just dumb. Um, Ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros is having the best Black Friday sale of all time. If you're in the market for a new mattress, you've got to go and get the mattress from Ghostbed.com. I think they're doing like two first, and I know they're doing like five to like $700 off bundle packages. That's the fucking day to get it. And it is a pay-as-you-go program. No interest. 36 months. What Jesus. the fuck, bro? That's insane. I like part of me almost wishes I knew about it when we ordered our, our second one. I was just well, like, Jesus, what I man. was saying is like we I know someone that we need to get one for. I mean, you can't not even get a bed during that sale, though, right? You have to. It's crazy. Also, it's crazy. knowing how awesome the beds are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, your dad, I, your, I by the way, your dad's coming in town. Yes. He has one, right? He has one. And that's what I'm saying. I have another family member that I think we need to at least take advantage of this. Who is it? I'll be the judge of that. What? Tell me who it is. I want to know who this family member is. <laughs> I'll tell you if he's worthy of a ghost bed. This is a it's fucking a awesome he. mattress. It's a she? It's a lady? Mm-hmm. Do I know her? You've met her, yeah. All right. Is she worthy of a bed? Oh, she needs one. That's for sure. All right. And All she's, right, this she's is a done goddamn a, fine she's, mattress. She's done a lot for us, so. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it your mom? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'll buy a mattress for your mom. I'll buy it on Black Friday. Why do you say that, fucking weirdo? I was, I was just trying to like move on and like get to the next. Like I, take, I didn't want to actually I have these a ghost bed mattresses very seriously i just oh i'm sorry you just don't get those for for people it's a really nice gift like a really nice mattress and the pillows are like the best so well she listens sometimes too so it i don't better want be it someone to be like, who fucking deserves it you know well i think she does yeah all right well if you say it's your mom yeah it's your fucking mom dude well like uh, we're good oh no the, the yeah. cat's out i thought it was gonna be like oh aunt crapper sally or whatever you know you know like, i don't care about any of my family except for <laughs> no i'm just joking <laughs> look if you do care about your family get them a ghost bed for christ's sakes it really is the nicest thing ever and again zero apr for 36 months that is crazy awesome that they're doing that um big fan they're black friday sales that is it that is the fucking jam dude wait till black Friday. actually i think they're going on all week so it starts now but it's on a week do it man i look it's one of those things that you're not gonna have to get one for a while so it's it's incredible uh next up we get strikeforceenergy.com boom 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 yeah you're gonna need a little energy over the holidays that food's gonna be weighing on you that tryptophan it's I'm gonna going be inside all, your jeans. I'm going very rich. My menu's very rich, so you're gonna yeah, have to is. need lots of strike force. You might as well put it in those pies you've been baking. 
Oh, yeah. Strike force in those pies. No one will know. Why have I been cooking so many pies? I don't know. Really I know this. I think they're doing a fucking energy bar. Now, listen. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about that, actually. Don't tease me. Yeah. Okay? Because that's where I come in. Shit. Yeah. That's where I would really... Dude, because that's, that's the next frontier. Um, anyways, huge fan of StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. That's good every time. And they've got four amazing flavors. Lemon, Ridge, Orange, and Make America Grape Again. 10-pack, 40-pack, 750-milliliter bottle. Get on the Strikeforce train. Again, your fridges are packed. Do not shit them up with cans of Monster or Red Bull for the holidays. Get get this and get it on. I just cleared out our, our second fridge for the holidays. Yes, we've had to move some Zimas around. Yeah. Strikeforceenergy.com, promo code REVOLUTION, always good for 20% off. I moved everything out of that fridge so you could get the turkey in there, the taco dip, the chicken to van. I mean, all of it. All of it's chicken going van, in there. potatoes. Yeah, we're oh, going yard. Green bean cast. Ooh, that's right. You're going green bean cast this year. Mm, Look at you. Mm, Look at you, sexy lady. Sexy lady. Who's that wearing those maternity pants? <laughs> Next up, we got straightrazors.com. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Smooth. Oh, you're right, kid. Oh, boy. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, you've got the headphones on now. Welcome to my world. That was loud. Welcome to my world, James. Oh, thank you. By the way, though, you right hit ringtones have been destroying the earth on iTunes. Flying off the shelves? I still can't believe they let us sell those things. Well, they're they're going to shut it down. You, right, R I K E. Rike it. Is you spelled Y? I think it's just the letter U. I forget. Oh, no. I, I hate forget. that. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. I hate the letter Actually, U. Actually, it might be Y-O-U. Yeah. Y-O-U. Either I or. I hope so. I hope so. Straightrazors.com is giving you the, the, the deals for Christmas. Best stocking stuff on the planet, by the way. If you're going to get a shaving kit... Get it from them. They've got uh, all kinds of shit for dudes. Uh, straight razors, conditioners, shampoos, beard, beard oils, oil. mustache waxes, which I'm using right now. Um, and the fucking smolder aftershave is the greatest on the planet. And again, if you're afraid, like a little woman, to use a straight razor, they got safety Hang razors. Hang on, what? They got safety razors. <laughs> so it's good. It's, it's better than your other razor. The blades last longer. It's nice. Go to straightrazors.com. Excellent Christmas gifts. Uh, promo code REVOLUTION, 20% off. You know what else is a great stocking stuffer, Jabes, is my new masterpiece, When Darkness Falls, It Doesn't Catch It. Pick up that, uh, when, as well as At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. They're both in paperback now. Um, Amazon is Ooh, that'd be uh, allowing perfect them. stocking yeah. Boom, stuffer. two paperbacks. Paperback, paperback. Paper Gotta get that paperback. Paper um, um, somebody it. sent me a message and was like, can you... Um, can you please tell me, try to convince my wife why she needs to read these books. <laughs> and I said, sure. Um, she doesn't. They're yeah. not for her. No, they're not. They're not. They're for men. Yeah. Or they're for, here's the other thing. They're I found. offensive. The, the women. Oh, they're extremely offensive. But the, if you want a glimpse yes. into the mind uh-huh. of your husband, you need to read it. Give them. it a little peek exactly. and get ready to be um, really offended. Offended. But again, you have to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like taking a little step behind the curtain. So, ladies, yeah. you know, give it a little peek A little peek behind the beef curtains. Um, whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't buy it. Just peek your your husbands, okay? <laughs> Do you like that? Don't spend any money on it. Yeah, but but take a peek take behind a, the beef curtains. Nope, nope. I did. Sorry, did you say that? Is that what you said? <laughs> Is that what you said? So now here's what I really want to get to, Japes, and that I was super stoked to talk about. I've always said this: if you were going to disappear mm. and leave the United States, okay. Go to like fucking France, man, like a hillside in France or, you know, do it like that. If you're on the run or just a normal person? Both. Okay. You know, like, because look, let's face it. People are on the run from things. 
from time to time. I'm convinced one of my best friends is on the run. So, yeah, well, he is. After, I mean, from it's the not tax man. I think that's my guess. Victimless crime, but yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. But sure, he is. Especially in California, like let's let's face it. Come on, no one's just... paying their taxes in California. Everybody's sucking off the government teat out there. So I, I, I could give a baker's fuck what he does in California, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is Kevin Spacey. Okay, I haven't thought about Kevin Spacey in forever. Once he got me too'd, sure. That was it. So there's a report that came out today that he fucking disappeared. Um, he's not been seen for an entire year. It's, it has been a year now. Um, there's reports that he's either in France or in the Pacific Island and that he's been wearing disguises. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Spacey. Yeah. yeah. So. Dang. Um, well, the last known pictures of Spacey uh, were a year ago at like a, you know, some shady fucking rehab facility. Remember that in Arizona that Harvey Weinstein went to, I believe, too? Oh, he like, tried hey. that. I did not remember that. Who? He tried Spacey tried a rehab sit. Yeah, yeah. He tried that. And it was just like, come and on, he found dude. out that he could not be rehabilitated from liking young boys, young men. Uh, that so, no rehab. Yeah. Um, is good I, enough. You know, I, man, he has enough money. Sure. So, you know, you could just fucking bounce and that's it. But uh, it's pretty crazy of somebody of his stature that fucking famous to do it. Right. Because what do you have to do? You're right. You have to wear disguises. Yeah. But even then it's like. Because let's face it. Netflix. Just let's just take House of Cards. Let alone his million other fucking movies and bodies of work. Mm-hmm. Cause he, he was one of those guys who worked all the time. Oh yeah. Did a shit ton of movies. Mm-hmm. Very visible guy. Yep. Globally. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Netflix, why it does so well is it's in like a hundred and something countries. So like house of cards is big around the world. It's not just big in the United States. Right. This, the fact that this motherfucker is going to wear disguises and shit like, whew. Oh Yeah. Man. But again, uh, well, my facial recognition is unparalleled, as you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I could I could spot Spacey no matter. I mean, what would he have to be wearing for me to not recognize him? I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. But, you know, the fact that, you know, the, he's become a total recluse, and this is according to his one of his best friends here, where it's just like he doesn't go out. No one's heard from him. Like, he doesn't contact anybody. His agency dropped him, so it's not like, you know... Once they do that, by the way, I, I, like, I'll, I'll walk you through the steps of this Hollywood-wise. Once your agent and manager drop, drop you, the friendship that you thought you had somewhere along the, the way there mm-hmm. is, is immediately gone, and you will not receive a phone call. I mean, they take you off the fucking Christmas card list. Like mm-hmm. you get nothing. Oh well, yeah. You get a sack of fucking beans, you know? You're fired. Yeah. That's how it works. No, you're not fired. I mean, it's just well, you're gone, but you would you would think, you. right? Uh, and that's fine, but in a business sense, if you if you think that you've become friends with somebody, cuz let's face it, most jobs in the real world, you get fired from or, you know, something fucked up happened, it's just like, "Hey man, hey Frank." Right. You got to go, Frank. You gotta go. I love you, Frank. We'll mm-hmm. always be How's how's your wife, Frank? How are people doing? Unless you're it's something to do with little boys and then they probably fire you, get you escorted and take you off the Christmas card list and that that would just be at a normal job as well. So let me ask you this. A friend of yours does something fucked up like this. Do you ever talk to them again? Um like Spacey style? Yeah. How young were the boys? <laughs> I always ask this, I right? Know. I thought they were like 18. Yeah, no, they were not. They, they were, were not, not even 18? Yeah. Yeah, I can't really talk to them. I have, uh, I have kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so with this, I mean, I, I guess because of the manner of what it was, mm-hmm. I understand, you know, why nobody's talked to him or cares or, and that's it. Um, from a financial place, I always think about, man, did he have enough money? Yes, he did. He did have enough money. Yeah. And he There's, wasn't an idiot about it. So mm-hmm. he, he, look, he's what, 59? He's fine. He can retire. Sure. Yeah. It's just, um, that's what happens. And he, 
you know, actually did do something quite bad. There's a couple yeah, people, yeah. there's a couple people on the Me Too list, which I don't even, I, I hate to say this, but like, yeah, I would maybe still talk to them. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's some people on the list. Spacey's Kids one. is something I could Yeah, so forget. Spacey is definitely not on the list of people that I would talk to. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Louis C.K., I'd say hi. I'd say what's up. I How wouldn't like hang with him on the reg anymore. How's your jack sesh? I'd just, I'd be cordial. Yeah. I'd be cordial with him. <laughs> um, in passing. jack sesh? In passing. Okay, sure. Again, Spacey, I wouldn't even... Yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah, not yeah, be able to yeah. be in the same room with him, that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, who else? Who's another one? That, that's, that you could that's be... That's on the list that you would be like, I, I'll be okay with you. Like, I'm not going to be super well, I, I think about it close. If, here's where I think about it. If, if real friends did it, where it's just like, all right, right. If, if real friends did, not kids, but anything else. Like, if, if a friend of mine murdered somebody, I'd probably assume they had a good reason for it. Okay, we better. I thought we were going to go. I thought this was good. No, 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 no. I thought like, this was going to be a light little uh, combo. But if somebody, yeah. like, if you had the Louis C.K. stage where somebody jacked off in front of somebody, be like, yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's your thing. And that yeah. really wasn't cool yeah. to make people feel uncomfortable. But they could have walked out of the room. They could have left the room. Like that, that type of sitch. But you were on the phone. You know, someone were on the yeah, phone. Exactly. They could someone hang. Was on the they phone. could hang out. But, but they literally. Somebody in Hollywood said the same thing that I did here later on in this article. It said it's, it is almost unbelievable that somebody of that stature can pull it off where everyone in the world has a cell phone. And that's true. Like, right. Um, you know. He has to be somewhere really remote. Yeah. And I mean, there was, a, there was a producer that they interviewed who said, you know, the craziest thing is, not only is he one of the most recognizable faces on the planet, but, that, but I walked into a dinner with him two years ago. And the whole place stood up and applauded. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he was beloved. Beloved. Mm-hmm. And now it's just fucking gone. And God. Man, that's weird. It is weird. But, um, you know, again, in that case, warranted. Yeah. Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. Strange, though. It's like somebody that famous is able to get away, get away in this day and age. Yeah. But he's, he's not really getting away with it because people are telling... Well, no, nobody knows where he is. No one knows where it is. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's two drastic, drastically different places. Yeah, that he, like, could be. France or, either... or the fucking South Pacific. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Okay, well, I guess you don't know where he is. Cool, so you have no idea where he is, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Why would you not just, like, buy a crazy place like Supermensch or something up on the hill? Yeah. In, like, wherever. And just, like, stay up there. Have people work for you, have people get stuff for you, yeah. and just like disappear. Yeah, um, I, I didn't think it was possible. It is, it is possible. So I was right, man. Possible with enough. One money. year. Can you believe it's been one year? I can't. That's been uh, October. Those allegations came out October of, of last year. I mean, you're, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You're at 13 months where you, he has disappeared and not one photo. Gosh. The last photo of him was jogging outside of a rehab, and that's it. Kevin Spacey. Fucking A. Spacey. Space dog, dude. Like Matt Lauer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like he's a dick, but like I'd be like, eh, what's up? You know, I'd say what's up to him at a party. Who? Lauer? Lauer. Like if I knew if he was uh, if I, if I knew he was gonna be at a party, I might still show up and I might say what's up. I think he's an asshole even beyond all of that stuff, but maybe. I Maybe know. I don't know. Um, well, another thing I want to talk about is uh, the, the 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 book that I wrote with uh, Mr. Matt Best about his life. I'll say this here, live on air. We cleared the de- Department of Defense, and they are currently looking at release dates as we speak. So we made the redactions, and it's done. Um, only took seventeen months to get those redactions back, but it's done. The one thing that I did not want to go up against, and I said this because we have the same we have the same publisher is um, the Michelle Obama book. Right. I said that was going to destroy everything in its path for like 10 weeks. I didn't want to be anywhere near that fucking release date. Right. The numbers just came out for that opening day numbers. Mm. 750,000 hardbacks sold. Holy Oh my shit. lord. One day. One day. 
Man. I mean, geez. That's crazy. Is that fucking crazy? I mean, you're looking at, you know, because now they're saying the Obamas could, could become a billion-dollar brand when it's all said and done. Look, with this book, you're on your way. Because the next one's coming out next year is fucking Barry's. It's Barack's. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, Penguin paid for both. So oh, I, I'm assuming they want to space them out. But uh, hopefully we're not anywhere near that fucking release date either. Gosh. But if this one did that, imagine what Barack's is going to do. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's a lot of fucking books. So they ordered an additional 800,000 copies. Because something like that, where you have that many hardbacks, like you really have to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Especially for the holidays. Because we're not even... Black Friday, Black Friday kind of kicks off the shopping season. Yeah. For a lot of people. Our house included. Every, everybody. A lot mm-hmm. of people. And... If you're dropping numbers like that before the holidays, good luck. Also, if any one of my family members buys me this book, um, I will burn it in front of you. Oh, quit! Uh, <laughs> you, no, you don't want to no know. You don't, don't want to know how she became no, Michelle Obama. Don't care. You married Barack. That's how you became That's Michelle how you Obama. Became Michelle Obama, yeah. and you actually weren't into it. No. You didn't want you to didn't be really like it. first lady. You hated the whole thing. And now you're loving it. You hated all eight years. Now you love it. Love it. <laughs> Maybe you should have been nicer to those eight years. Well, huh? you, you know what's funny is uh, when she was caught on that hot mic over in France with the, the prime minister's wife over there. And they were like, girl, why don't you just fucking just tell him to leave? You make more money touring and books and all that other shit. She was like, I'd love to, but he wants to run again. Uh. <sighs> Because you can't, but look, in that regard, he's right. Like, you can't go out after four and just be like, I'm done. Uh, I'm oh, done. no. American people, I'm done. Of course not. You can't. You got you to try for eight. Even if you lose, you have to try for eight years. It's a, that's a whole thing. You can't become a one-term slapdick president. And I think that's, you know, that hot mic is not really that crazy because I feel. I, I don't either. Every, I, yeah. what, every first lady probably after four years is like. I really wish we could get out of it oh, right yeah, now, sure. but sure. except for Hillary, because she's fucking out for blood, stone yeah, yeah, cold, yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Besides her, in a- it. everyone else though in that position. Every first lady that's just straight up a first lady, Melania. I mean, come on, boy, she doesn't want to be there. God, miserable. miserable. So I get, I get it. She thought she was marrying into that apprentice lifestyle where it's just like Hollywood parties, all that mm, other shit. Talk about fraud. Awesome. And then, she, whoopsie, yeah, you end up first lady. She could definitely file for fraud <laughs> on that divorce paper, you know? She did not want to be a part of that. Ooh, who would? Yeah. My God. That's brutal. It's brutal. Because then you have to do shit, too, all the time. These stupid meet and greets and all, all this other All the fucking, fucking time, dude. Yeah. All the ridiculous. time. You have to live in the fucking White House. And by no, the way, when, when, I, when I say stupid meet and greets, I mean for like presidential shit, not for like cool shit of like podcasts or stand up or like that's all fun. But in no, these in these meet like, and greets, this is yeah. like dignitaries from other countries and you have to pretend to care. And you're just like, I don't give a fuck what these people are saying. It takes a piece of fucking trash like Meghan Markle to really like choose <laughs> Choose to be in that fucking life. She's living her best life now. Oh, if she, that's your best prince. life. Yep. She's married a prince. And she is basically a first lady for the rest of her fucking life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And. But I will say this. You don't have to do all mm, that much. Like, do you? Excuse me. They were just on a fucking tour in Australia where it was like every single day they were doing some. She had to take. She had yeah, to like. Yeah, but it's it's one of those like, hey, you're. You know, you're, it's kind of, you have, you have nothing that you're doing that has anything to do with politics, you know? No, I mean, you are just meeting people. Glenn. It's, it's like, the, it's a mayor. It's like being a mayor for the rest of your life, right? But like a really busy mayor. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just cutting ribbons and shaking hands and like showing up to stuff and looking good every single day. Yeah. It's uh, it's strange, man. You it, have to be on. Like a, you have to have the fake smile. A traveling to... museum where it's just like, oh, let's go see the fucking yep. the new wax figures in the museum. Yes. It's strange. Yep. And you have to be a real fucking piece of empty, soulless. Garbage. Go- <laughs> lying garbage. What did she lie about? 
not knowing who Prince fucking Harry is <laughs> when her friend was when her friend was going to in- introduce her to some guy. Said Prince Harry, I don't know. I've never heard of him. You know, here in America, we don't really follow the royals. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Every morning, it's a story about her. You don't know who Prince Harry is. You're thirsty and you're lying. <laughs> She's having a baby. Cool. She better. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. She better have a baby. I can't wait till that thing squeezes out on national TV. You know? Yeah. She's going to have to step on out with see a diaper on and act like she doesn't have a diaper on. Uh, I also want to. Oh, what? Gross, gross Jabes. No Sorry. one wants to hear that nonsense today. What? The truth? <laughs> you didn't come here for the truth? Well, you came to the wrong place then. <laughs> Because she's going to have a diaper on because she's going to be ripped in half. Oh, and she's going to have to stand out on the steps and smile. Yeah. yeah. What's that diaper for? Blood or, or uh, boopy? It's for blood, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Do you, you know anything know. about you never know. life? Okay. Uh, look, you know, I don't know, I don't know if they cut you your anus open, too, nope. just to give you some extra space. Nope, for they do not. They do not do that. But um, maybe I should have let you look. Just so you know anything. Well, look, you know, you're always curious. Or you're like, huh? You clip that anus too to get a little space in there? You're always curious is an interesting <laughs> sentence. <laughs> uh, thinking about that a lot, huh? Nightly. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Did you take the scissors down to the back door yeah, as well? Or did you just come no. through the front? No. What did they we do down do there, not, They don't Doc? even take scissors, by the way. There's no scissors. <laughs> you were there, right? There's no sharp objects. Ah, it, was, it was a tool that looked like a pair of scissors. There's not a tool. Oh, they gave you the scissors to cut the umbilical cord, but that's yeah. about as, as oh, much uh-huh. as there's scissors around. All right. Just in case you're curious every night. I caught uh, SNL, by the way, um, uh, with Steve Carell on Saturday nights, last night's. I love Steve Carell. Uh, I did too. It was funny. And the reason why I bring this up is, is it was for you. Um, they had three of the cast members from the office in the audience. Okay. So it was um, uh, Andy. Right. Pam. And then uh, fuck, uh, Ellie Kemper. I only think of oh, her now yeah. as uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I know. What was her character in the office? Who was she? I know. She, she was, was good. That's what got her. That's what got I her Kimmy know. Schmidt. I Anyways. Know. All they, it was one of those things where they're in the crowd. He's like, hey, we're going to take questions from the audience. And literally every question was, so are you going to do an office reboot or what? Oh, God. It's weird, man, how beloved that show has become. It's kind of like a Friends where it has a second life Life. with um, millennials. And I got to sit down and and talk to uh, Bobby Ray Schaefer, who's, you know, obviously a good friend. Um, We played Bob Vance on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, he, dude, he said the same thing. He was just like, man, it, it feels like it's bigger than ever because it's, yep. it's on 24 hours a day on like TBS and like uh, Comedy Central and all that other shit. And I was Netflix. like, you know, what's weird is I, I did not like it the very first year that it was out because I liked the original Office so much. I thought that was the greatest sitcom ever made. Yeah. Um, the, the Ricky Gervais one. And I. I we've I think I've chatted about this before, but I, I got the I got an audition to to go in for Jim, and I said no, I wouldn't even audition. Um, by some chance, in case I got it, I was worried that it would ruin everything I had going for me at the time, because my I'm not going to say who this is. This is really delicate. One of my good friends at the time got one of those British shows that came over here, that was supposed to be the next thing, and like it was awful when it mm-hmm. premiered and he he did not work in television after that for like five years right and he just got shundered and i was like the 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 script for this pilot episode of the office was not very good at all and um i look i think in the end i didn't like the first season either no i mean um, well i didn't like the first i didn't like the first couple shows for sure and again everyone was so pissed because they like pissed the... love the love the so british it's actually version amazing so amazing that it got as far as it did so, yeah so what happened to me because the ratings were terrible too yeah. and it was always just about to be canceled for like mm-hmm. the first two years and then uh, nbc was going through some hard times where they didn't have anything to fill it they kept trying to shoot all these pilots none of them were good enough 
So they were like, I guess we'll pick up the office again. And then somebody around season three, somebody was like, hey, man, have you watched The Office? Are you a fan? And I was like, no, I'm not. And they were like, you should really go back and give it another try. And the more and more people kept saying that. And I was like, fine, fuck it. And then I went back season three and started watching. And I really started to get into it. When it left, I genuinely missed The Office. Where I was just like, fuck, man. Um, That and Parks and Rec. Love Parks and Rec as well. And, And... I, when I saw this, with all the reboots and all the stupid shit like Will and Grace and fucking Roseanne, which is awful um, without Roseanne, right? I don't know what, like, come back and do this or just put somebody else in it or new people or whatever. Like, I, I, would, I would watch this again for sure. You would watch The Office with new people? I think so. Mm. I mm. think I would. In a new environment. Um, or bring these people back, I guess, but... I like the, um, I think bring the format back, basically. Yes. Of like the Parks and Rec and Office. The, and yeah, yeah. I, I like shows like maybe that. Maybe not I think the exact same done. thing, but um, that format. Yeah. I think it's just so funny. Um, of the, like the side eye look to the camera. The guys from uh, Vet TV did one for uh, the military. That was a military version of The Office. Oh, okay. Uh, one of one of my beef fries was in it, Jack Mandeville, and it was great. Really? It was really good. And I was like, that oh, shit. That would be really funny. It would. The only thing is, unless you're in the military, there's a lot of insider jokes. Okay. Like, I didn't know. Um, I, right. you know, I had no idea on what they were talking Gosh, about, but, but if you could make that kind of mainstream, a little I know bit. that, that format, like, holy shit. Um, and I look, I had pitched one a while ago, maybe five or six years ago. That was, that I was a big fan of. Um, I wonder if I'm allowed to talk about this shit or if it like, maybe not, maybe I'm not going to say what the concept is cause it's registered. There's a copyright on it. So, okay. I'm not going to say what it was, but I love that format so much that I had written a show like that. Yeah. And it got close at TBS, um, but they didn't end up going forward with it. But uh, I wanted Bobby Ray Schaefer and like Richard Real and those guys to do it. Oh, so yeah. like they had read it. Um, you know, one of my best friends had edited Parks and Rec for what, six seasons or whatever the fuck it was. Um, but I missed that. And one of the things in the audience that that's one of these cast members said, I think it was Pam when she stood up last night, she was just like, I think you should come back and do this. So that way you stop having to do sad movies. Oh my God. He is doing. And he goes, Oh, I I'm doing those because I want to. And she's like, sure you are. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Cause it's You're right. Like we were at the theater the other night, and what was the poster we saw for? It was like lonely boy. And it was in like black and white. And you were just like, Oh, beautiful boy. That's that's what he's, doing saturday night live for because it is yeah yeah yeah. i didn't know if it was for the christmas movie because the christmas movie i'm dying to see and that is marwin yeah okay that's coming out christmas it is yeah so i think it's both and he'll probably do another little press tour for that but beautiful boy i think is like oscar time ah marwin to me is oscar time yeah yeah, yeah. but just in different ways but like i don't know yeah i find it odd to me steve carell is one of those people to me who i love and by all accounts, everyone in the industry has said he is the greatest human on the planet and the best to work with. I forgot because oh, his wife was there last night with, okay. the, with, with her kids and his wife was the blonde girl who was on the office um, for a little bit. She was always doing guest spots on it. Did she? Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was the real estate agent, um, but she was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. 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 For uh, a little while. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, but either way. It made me think too, like with the sad movie thing, why did he stop doing comedies? Is there any good comedies that you can name? Here's the thing. There was some really great offers for him for comedies and he turned them all down. Like what? Uh, One example. So I know this is a, I know this is a bad example because this movie is totally different than what the original script was, but uh, the fucking John Cena movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, the co- roosters or... Cox, yeah, yeah. Cox. Yeah, yeah, Cox blockers, sorry, Cox. blockers. Um, it was originally called Cherries when I read it. That would have, he would have been good in that. I guess you're right. He could have rescued a couple comedies, right? Well, well, here's the thing. That script was a hard art, and it was about four dads, and it was supposed to be like him, Vince Vaughn. Right. Uh, Owen Wilson and somebody else. And Steve Carell said no. And it was just like, all right, cool. Okay. And it was a super, it was a totally, totally different movie than the, the version of Blockers that you saw. 
I mean, a hundred percent, but that's what happens is when people don't take their offers for shit. If you want those projects to survive, you end up rewriting them and, you know, for years and years and years. And I, that one took six or seven years, but, um, yeah. Why, why man? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, I would think drama is a little bit easier. If you're already funny. If you're already funny and you can already make people laugh and you've been in that world for that long, you know how fucking hard it is. And Bill Murray kind of said it best. Like, if you know, if I want to make you cry, I can make you fucking cry. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I, I, it's not right. fucking hard. It is easy. If, yes, I, it is if I need to sit here and make you laugh. Yeah. That's where it gets fucking hard. And maybe that's the thing of like, if you go down the road of bad comedy after bad comedy, you're done. If he goes into this other realm, I almost think people are like applauding him for even trying, right? It's like <sighs> when Will Ferrell did that movie, it's like, oh, he was good for a comedic actor. Right. But that's, that's, of, that's the way I feel about Steve Carell in these sad movies where I'm like, he, I think he's, he's fine. Getting, I think he's getting better and he's done a couple yeah but i don't i just don't care like I, right. for me per, me personally i liked uh i like the, the one we did the one he did with gosling yes um, oh god um what was it crazy stupid love or something yes like that? it was crazy stupid love um whatever it was it, the, mm-hmm. I, I liked that one because it had some serious but some funny shit in it so it was just like all right cool i could at least get down on both but like these hardcore dramas, what was the one we watched where he was the wrestler last year? Oh my gosh. The wrestling Fox coach. Catcher. Yeah. Uh, you, I didn't like him in that. I didn't either. I didn't like him in Foxcatcher, but that was something that, I don't know. He was, that person that he was playing, maybe he did a good job. I just don't like that guy, right? He was in Little Miss Sunshine, the, the big short. Battle of the Sexes, how did you feel about that? Didn't really dig it. Didn't like I, his, I, I, I didn't his, like that whole movie, to no, be honest with you. me neither. And that was supposed to be an Oscar thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish he'd go back and do comedies. I, look, Jim Carrey... Fuck, man, that guy's off the deep end now, but like... The, I, yeah, I, I, wish, I wish that happened. It just doesn't anymore. And I can't figure it out for the life of me. So I guess Did that is a good... Did that show that... That show that where he's playing the it did and it was it's um I watched one and it was really on Showtime mm-hmm, and it was really weird really yeah and it was like very uncomfortable and if um if you're into that kind of stuff or whatever I think it's maybe that I know him now like I wish I didn't know that Jim Carrey was crazy or else I'd be like yeah. oh this is cool yeah. and fun. But now I'm like, it feels like an unstable person playing an unstable person. And I don't like that. We probably get, what, 10 messages a week to the Ross Patterson Revolution Facebook page about what happened to Jim Carrey or what's happening to him. Right. He's just fucking lost his mind. Like, that's not an act anymore or no, that's all real what you're seeing. So, like, because there, there's been some people who have been like, hey, man, is this, yes, to continue. That's a person is- that, um, he just couldn't handle the fame. He couldn't handle. He just couldn't handle it. And he's so priv- privileged that he was able to not handle it in, in a way that he's still able to work. People still like kind of respect him. If he was a normal person on the street, right, he would have major problems. He would be losing his job. He would have to be on some kind of medication like... That that's the difference. It feels like we're enabling him a little bit. Yeah. And so that's why I feel uncomfortable about Jim Carrey. And so when I watch yeah. him, when I, when you watch a stable person playing unstable, right? You're like, Oh, okay, cool. Really good actor. When you watch someone unstable playing unstable, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, Dan in real life, I liked. I'm sure you hated it. Oh, you going back to to Carell? Yeah. Whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah, go ahead and fire away with these. No, I, I didn't no, like, no, no. I didn't like Dan in real life. Go ahead. No, no, no. Why? I'm go- no, I'm good because you know, um, 
what was the one 40 year old virgin i really liked that one too. i did too and that, but that was of, fucking hilarious it was hilarious but there was a little he was playing it very serious and that's what made it funny yeah but you have to so but i know it was, that, I'm just but saying, that was still a great comedy yeah um if you were to ask me to choose which i can't do both but i'm just saying like drama well look welcome to marwin looks fucking incredible i'm super stoked about that yeah um so i mean just going down the list here uh beautiful boy i have no desire to see that you probably do that'll be a netflix watch for us probably sure what you say yes Um, i'll check it out despicable me three I, i know this sounds weird but uh having kids now just to do one kids movie where your kids can see you in a as a character voice Totally, that, that makes all the sense in the world. I understand why every everybody wants to do that. Oh, now. absolutely! Um, if you can do it, do it. Battle of the Sexes didn't dig. The Big Short no. did not dig. Uh, didn't know he was in Minions. Look at that. Yeah, well, he's he's Groot, right? Not Groot. He's who's the fucking guy? Young Groot. Yeah, he's Groot. Yeah, he's yeah. Groot. Yeah, he's in Groot. Yeah, and so he is in Minions, and that's Despicable Me. Foxcatcher. Didn't dig. Didn't dig him. Uh, whatsoever. No, I know. Um, Anchorman 2. Oh, that's right. He was in it and, you know. Well, he was in Anchorman 1. Let's just go mi- to I that. I didn't mind Anchorman 2 as much as everybody else hated it. Well, but you, you, you can just go to it Anchorman. It's enough. the same character. So I liked that character, yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. okay. Yeah. So kind of annoying, but that, yeah. That was in 2013. So look, he's pretty much on a five-year streak here with no... No comedy? Yeah. What would you classify Evan Almighty and Bruce Almighty? Sorry, Bruce Almighty. Those were back in the day, though. Okay. So, I, I mean, you know, you have the way, way back. I didn't dig that either. No. Um, yeah, the incredible Burt Wonderstone. I forgot about that fucking movie. That bombed miserably. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Maybe that was, that was him just being like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this shit. Maybe. Like I'm here with, he was with Jim Carrey, right? I forget if he was or not. Oh, or Ben Stiller. That's it. Yeah. So he's with Ben Stiller doing a fucking comedy with all the money in the world and it fucking bombs and it's shitty. No, it was Jim Carrey. You're right. It was Jim Carrey. It was Jim Carrey. Yeah. If you can't, let's say you were in a movie with Jim Carrey and it fucking bombed. (laughs) Could you just be like, I'm fucking done with this shit, dude. Like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Maybe it should just do fucking drama. Maybe, man. <sighs> strange. You know? Really, really and you know, fucking strange. So his wife is Nancy Walls. Do you remember Nancy Walls? Yeah. 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 From she had, her character was the bake sale lady, was like her big fucking claim to fame. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super funny. Um anyways, why are we is there anything come on. We're we're just looking at the internet. No, we're going down the hole here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, so I, just, I you're trying to figure out what happened to I understand the comedy and the comedians and all this shit. Like just seeing him again last night just made me think of that where I was just like, man, I still love Steve Carell. Like just come back and do a comedy, my man. No, and he did the office forever. So like you have to think about, he was doing very, very, he was doing improv type comedy for a long time on that, on that show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, gosh, drama is a welcomed fucking rest, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it true. is from that much comedy true, and that yeah. much improv and that much like brainstorming with people like god damn it i'd be like thank you i will just get a script and do drama for just a second thanks bye i'll get a break yeah no i, I look i i understand um drama is easier but uh man fuck somebody's got to step up how long until you think they're back on on the office Five, um, five years. Corral? Yeah. Um, I think maybe five years. Yeah. Yeah. I think he need. I think th- enough people saying stuff to him. I think he will do it. It's just. Well, no. The joke on SNL last night was like, "Look, Steve, there's so much money. Can you just come back? We all missed how much money we're making." Right. <laughs> but I, that's what I'm saying. The jokes are starting now. They'll go for a long time until he finally is like, does it? Yeah. For the people. For the peeps. For the peeps. We'll see. Well, let's see. If he wins an Oscar, right? Man, there's the... If he wins it. two... Yeah, you'll never... If he has back-to-back competing movies, I mean... 
I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just saying. I don't either. I don't either. This Thanksgiving, I mean, though, we're looking forward to Creed 2 is what we're looking forward to. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not going to see that weird movie with Viggo Mortensen. and uh, Who is? They always try to pair up a white guy with a black guy. Show the, me the, one person. In the old South. Be... Yes, yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, man, look at this out of water couple that... <laughs> It's this story that no one knew from the 1960s. Yeah, they feel so bad for driving Miss Daisy that they're like, let's do it the opposite way. Let's do two men. Let's keep doing. But a white man's the driver this time. White man, hey, twist. And it's Vigo. It's 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 fighting nudes like Vigo. They're pumping the shit out of that movie. They really are, which makes me wonder. It's got a terrible title, too. It really does. It doesn't. Greenpoint or something like that. Green Book, which uh, I don't it. know yeah, why yeah, yeah. is it called Green Book? No idea. You know, I hate it. Eight <sighs> <laughs> titles like that that don't tell you, you know, that give you no uh, beautiful boy. You're like, okay, I get it. A, a black and white picture of them together. Like, you know exactly what that movie is going to be about, right? right? Somebody's going to have autism. No, he has a drug. He has drug problem. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. Well, either way, you know, sure. there's something wrong with the kid. But it's like, oh, I can see through the yeah, layers. But yeah. He's a beautiful boy. No, but it's like the dad, you know, loves the son. They're gonna have some kind of like, uh, it's gonna be some kind of journey. Yeah, you're gonna go on the journey. <laughs> um, green book. If there's no picture of the two of them, yeah. What is that about? I don't know. Who has the green book? What does the green book have to do with the black and white guy? Look, you're in the car. You're uh, <laughs> you're really barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> you mean one. preaching to the choir? You mean either way, either way, Jabes. Uh, we're gonna get to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! That was fast. This is going out to uh, actually a screenwriter who's probably the greatest of all time. He passed away uh, a few days ago. His name is William Goldman. And, man, he's one of the very best to ever do it. Won two Oscars for uh, writing Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, And then he also won another one for uh, All the President's Men. However, I want to spotlight a different movie that he did. Okay. He also wrote The Princess Bride. Oh. Yeah. And he did Marathon Man. It is crazy if you watch All the President's Men to think that that guy, same screenwriter, wrote Princess Bride, which is one of the greatest of all time. Totally. Nuts. I mean, you've got you've to have a wealth of talent in you for that. Wow. And um, there was a cool story that like people in town... And this still goes on, but uh, it depends on who the people are. Most people are fucking dicks nowadays. But back in the day, everybody used to help each other out. Used to go to test screenings, kind of give everybody notes. And you took them seriously. There, was a, there used to be a comedy group in L.A. where whenever a comedy would come out, they would call these top 20 people in, like Judd Apatow and them, mm-hmm. to, to go and watch these test screenings and give their thoughts, like mm-hmm. brutally honest notes, and then leave sure. just so they could make them better. Most of the notes were great and, and ended up helping. Um, and they also used to do it on the drama side as well, where it was just like, all right, let's call in some of the best of the best to try to figure this out. One of them was, um, hello, Clarice. Hannibal Lecter. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. Chompkins. Chompkins. Chompkins, your favorite actor. <laughs> your favorite actor. So when they were doing Silence of the Lambs, uh, they were like, one day away from being locked, like the picture was locked, with the editor or whatever, and Bill, Pol- Bill Goldman was there, uh, and he called in a day late with his notes and just said, hey, I really love that movie. I just wanted to sit and think about it you know, mm-hmm. for, the, for the night and really, really wrap my brain around this. And he's just like, man, I, I, I'm calling you. And he doesn't know him that well. He doesn't know the director that well. And I think it was Jonathan Deming. doesn't know him well at all. And he goes, I'm calling you because I, I just can't get this out of my mind. There is an extra 13 minutes in this movie before you cut to Jodie Foster outside where she just figures out, you know, Buffalo Bill and all this other shit. Right. Um, that was kind of just exposition. And he goes, man, I think it would be more powerful if you just cut out that 13 minutes and cut to her. 
figuring it out. Like it'll shock the audience and everybody will be like, Oh fuck. And so he was like, Oh man, I appreciate the phone call. You know, we're locked. Like this movie's done. Um, mm. I appreciate it. And he said he drove in to, to meet with the editor that day and only just to tell him the story of like, do you believe this motherfucker? Just, and they were laughing about it. They were like, well, the movie's locked. There's nothing we can really do at this point. And he right. goes, do you believe this motherfucker called and told me to take out 13 minutes in silence? Like in this great movie that mm-hmm. the studio was high-fiving each other. Like everybody was like, this is the greatest movie ever. Sure. And he goes, uh, man, I sat there and he goes, what if we just did it? Let's just entertain it and see what happens. Like, fuck this guy. Let's just entertain it and see what happens. And uh, they did it. And they watched the movie back. He was 100% right, and they chopped out this 13 minutes at the very last second that probably would have changed the pacing and direction oh, totally. of that entire film. And I hate too much explanation. Same. And, and, but it's very, very hard as a director and a writer to, to get, let that go. Yes. To, especially when you've shot it, you know, it, it, you can look back to days of being on set. Like 13 minutes is probably fucking five for a movie like that, probably five or six days shooting, probably an entire week. And you probably think back some part of you is like, man, we should use a part of that because that was a whole week's worth of shooting. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of cojones to say, no, I'm going to chop this and fuck it. And they did. And that was the one story that, that they had about that movie where it was just like, dude, it was, it was him who made this call wow. the next day and just said, hey, do this. Um, and he look, he was a script doctor for a lot of movies that not, they never got credit on. I've done the same type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody like that, though, with that type of brilliance from drama to The Princess Bride, I mean, you know, especially all the president's men, that line, follow the money and all the president's men, you know, mm-hmm. was about Woodward and, and Bernstein. Like, I, I didn't know that was never said in real life at all. Like, he made that, he invented that for the script. Right. And that was it. Um, but and that became the most famous line of, you know, that generation and that thing. And like, uh, that's what I associate Woodward and Bernstein with the most is that one fucking line came from this dude. It didn't even actually come from them. Um, but he was, yeah, like I said, one of the best to do it. Um, and I immediately went to my, cause everybody, uh, in some facet has a mentor in Hollywood and, you know, I've talked about who mine is, you know, who mine is personally. Mm-hmm. So I went to his page on, I, I like, you know, on Facebook or Instagram, somebody passes away that meant a lot to him. And I was like, I guarantee you he was friends with this motherfucker. Like I guarantee right. sure enough, he did and wrote this thing on him and just said, man, he was the nicest guy in the world and, 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 and the greatest of all time. So hearing it from my mentor that this guy truly was the greatest of all time made me stop and be like, all right, cool. Uh, cause I always considered like Milius was always up there for me, John Milius, obviously sure. uh, apocalypse now, all that other shit. But, um, f- for this to switch that hard aggressively, man, all the president's men and, uh, and princess bride who, cause yeah. he wrote the novel for a princess bride, the princess bride. So like, it, wait, did he write the screenplay too? Um, they were, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He, okay, he, okay. he adapted, so he adapted both. it. Yeah. Marathon Man and The Princess Bride. He adapted both. But man, I've sat with these two books before. And um, I did a pilot because I look, the dream is to make these into an HBO series. Yes. For At Night She Cries and uh, When Darkness Falls. It is so fucking hard to adapt books into screenplays. It's much easier to do one and not the other. Uh, I don't have a problem writing books. I don't have a problem writing screenplays. Trying to adapt a book into a screenplay, like when I turned in my first draft of uh, That Night She Cries While He Rides a Steed for the, that first thing, and they were like, man, I, I got it like a fucking crazy ton of notes where it was just like, there's so much in this book that you need to go back and, you know, and I was like, fuck, it's so goddamn hard to adapt. The fact that he did both, like, holy shit, I could go on about this for hours, but I'm not going to, is, is unbelievably impressive. So yeah. uh, I'm going to leave it at that. As far as a revolutionary figure of the day, he might be the great, greatest screenwriter of all time. Uh, he lived a long life. It wasn't like he died hand gliding at, at age 39. What um, about J.D. Rock and Bobby Van Hayes? You know what I mean? What about him? Well, they wrote Clifford, and I just feel like... <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? It's like one, two, two, one. I would flip those. One A and one B. Right? Yeah. As far as like the greatest. Mm. And I don't want to be disrespectful. I just kind of want to, I need to mention it. Sure, 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 sure. And I get all that because sure. it, look, let's face it. There is no bigger Clifford fan on the planet than Jesse Wiseman. My gosh, I love it. It's Martin Short, right? It's Martin Short yeah. playing a child at age 36. I know. And just never gets old, does it? Never gets old and no mention of it. <laughs> no mention. Um, there will we just never go be with it. a mention of Clifford and or Martin Short out of my mouth until he dies. And then I'm sure you'll do an entire episode of Martin Short one day. <laughs> I think I have to. definitely not going to be me. I think I have to. Oh. (laughs) Maybe just a mystery science theater style. Sure. Sure. Of Clifford. Ah, Clifford. (laughs) We got to end it here on Clifford. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm done with your foolishness and nonsense. Welcome to Thanksgiving week, people. Greatest week of the year. Rivalry weekend in football. Families around eating, getting fat, drinking. Yeah, let's get on it. For Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.